Sermons from FBC Athens. Welcome to the weekly podcast of the sermons from Sunday worship at First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia. The title for the sermon from Sunday, January the 7th is, Do All Stars Lead to Jesus? And is given by Matt Marston, Senior Minister at First Baptist. The scripture text is Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Our scripture lesson comes from Matthew 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that had been seen at its rising until it stopped at the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, the three kings, the three magi, the three wise men, probably astrologers seeking divinity in the stars were led to Bethlehem. First to Jerusalem, then Bethlehem. They came from three countries in the east, our Magi, I think two of them came from the east, east the east side and Winterville. <laughs> and I think Watkinsville, is that? Yes. Okay, so pretty close. Two out of three ain't bad. And we celebrate their coming because this news that, remember, the angel said in Luke 2 is for all the people, not just the Jewish people. This news is for all all the people. And so these three, we usually imagine them in a caravan. I guess they kind of met on the road, maybe. Could they have shown up at different times? Did they stop at the Super 8 or something? And in Jordan, I don't know what they did. What you just heard from the choir and from the scripture, the nations will stream to your light. And we have three kings, three Uh, leaders, three wise people, three religious people 
from among the nations, or maybe pejoratively, the pagans. These people who don't know God, allegedly, are brought to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem to kneel at the feet of Jesus. We celebrate that, but I think a lot of people would have a hard time with it. A lot of people in our world, we would ask, why did the Magi have to come to Bethlehem? Couldn't they have just found God in their own religion? They were astrologers. They looked for the stars. Couldn't they have found God in their own religion? In my neighborhood, where by my estimate, one in 20 people go to church, I often have uh, conversations with people who find out what I do, and uh, they work up the courage, and they often will say something like, in a friendly way, they'll say something like, look, don't all religions teach the same thing? Aren't we all barking up the same tree or climbing a different path up the same mountain? Why do you Christians think that you're the only ones with the truth? And I say something, usually not very profound, and trying to keep the relationship up. <laughs> because there are a, there's a lot of good in other religions. I've, I was a religious studies major. I know a lot about world so-called world religions. But there is a kind of fear of being exclusive that people are concerned about. We are more likely in our culture to be spiritual but not religious, to not like organized religion and prefer disorganized religion or kind of a cafeteria approach, do-it-yourself. This is even uh, some teachers of theology will say something similar about this. Even warning Christians, don't believe that you really have the truth. Wilfred Cantwell Smith, a great scholar of religion, said that for Christians to think Christianity is true or final or salvific is a form of idolatry. For Christians to think that Christianity is true is a form of idolatry. wonder what you think about that. I think it's true. But then what do we do? Because we don't want to imagine that we have all the truth because we all live our lives by different truths. I once knew a, met a man uh, at a church who said, I live my whole life based on the Bible. His whole life based on the Bible. Big problem, he was an Arkansas Razorback fanatic. <laughs> the SEC is not in the Bible. How did he, well, what he meant was, I want to be guided by it, but of course we all live by different truths. There's no recipe for antibiotics in the Bible, right? You don't want biblical medicine. We want something else. We live by different truths. And so we can recognize in other religions and other philosophies an element of truth. Uh, C.S. Lewis says in Mere Christianity that if 
Uh, you don't have to believe, if you're a Christian, that all religions are simply false. You can see in them glimpses of truth. We can find and be respectful truths in other philosophies and other uh, understandings. We all do it anyway. We all do it anyway. We can be honest about it and grateful for it. We also, I think, can be confident that God loves everybody. We don't have to think that only Christians have all the truth. Is that, is that true? Do we have all the truth? Or do we have a precious truth that does shine out even among the religions? Religion, different religions teach different things. If you study them, you can't really think that uh, Buddhism and Christianity say the same thing. Even something like Hinduism that does have God coming down, uh, like in the Bhagavad Gita, Vishnu comes down as Krishna. It's not an abiding incarnation. Krishna comes to teach But see, Jesus comes to do so much more than teach. Jesus comes to do what Martin Luther calls the joyful exchange, where he comes down for a full span of human life to take our burdens and sins and to give us his blessing and glory. We can find some truth, even in something like the Bhagavad Gita, for sure. But only Christianity, and I don't even like to say Christianity because that's everything else. How about the Gospels? The Gospels teach us of the Son of God who came to serve and not be served and to be obedient unto death, even death on a cross. At the same time, we can trust that God works in mysterious ways. Marcia loves to say, John 10, Jesus says, I have other sheep that don't belong to this fold. John 1 says that in him, in Jesus, in the word made flesh was life, and that life was the light of everybody, all humankind. Later in verse 9, The true light that gives light to everybody was coming into the world. And then that great speech in Acts 17 where Paul was in Athens. And he was talking to these people who were not Christians. And he said that God let people establish the nations all around the world. And he said so that they would seek God and Perhaps find him because God is not far from anyone. Do you hear the difference? We're not saying we can hold to the truth of God in Jesus Christ without becoming arrogant and thinking that we have a corner in all the truth. Uh, My dad had open heart surgery like 12 years ago. And... His church, people in his church were very nervous because his doctor was a Muslim. And these Baptists were nervous. And uh, they said, I'd like to have a Christian doctor. 
And my dad said, I want the doctor that's available <laughs> and who's going to do a good job. And praise God, he did. He did do a good job. So we don't have to say that we've got the corner on all the truth of everything, even as we cling to the truth of God in Jesus Christ. What about everybody else? What about the Magi who see the stars? What about uh, Buddhists who, as C.S. Lewis says, are drawn to the compassion that it's the heart of uh, the Bodhisattva tradition in Buddhism? What about uh, people in AA who don't call God, God? What's, what's our role? I think of John 21, where after the resurrection, Peter was asking about the other John. He was not minding his own business. He said, what about him? And Jesus said, what is that to you? You follow me. In this great big world that God loves, in this mass of humanity that Paul says God is close to, what's our business? Our business, of course, as Christians is to follow Jesus to trust Him and trust God with everything else. But I do think that following Jesus means kind of something unique in spirituality. And it means this, I think, that Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. Jesus is the light that shines not just way up there, but where did the Magi find Him? Down here, Christianity says that this precious life we live matters to God. It's not one in a series of lives. This precious life that you have is the place where you meet God. And that we see Jesus best. We see the light the best when we look at the darkness. Think about the Magi. They had to look in the dark sky patiently to see the light. To look at the darkness means that we don't need to be afraid to examine the dark parts of our own hearts and lives. Or to look at the dark places of the world. Or to be afraid of the wounds that we carry. Because sometimes the wounds, our hurts, our heartbreaks, that's the very place where God meets us. And we are in danger, I think, of banishing the darkness way too quickly with all of our distractions. The biggest distraction, of course, is in your pocket or your, your purse. I'm talking about the smartphone. In 2009, the New Yorker had on its covers, right after Halloween, had a row of houses and kids trick-or-treating and all the parents were lined up on the sidewalk looking at their phones. They were bright with the screen on. And I remember thinking that, no way. No way. I have too much faith in humanity. There is no way that people are going to be trick-or-treating looking at their phones. All right, how are we doing? We were at an NBA game last week. People are in the, you know, 
basketball is special because you can be really close to the court, different from other sports. You can be right there. And there were people with court-signed tickets that I know cost $1,000 a piece because I looked at them and made some different choices. (laughs) (laughs) And people are sitting there during the game, and what are they doing? They're on their phones. Now, it's not bad, wrong to have a phone, but the danger of those distractions is that as soon as we feel the least bit of inner discomfort or a thought or a stirring of our soul, we now have an escape that is brand new in human history. And we can be fooled into thinking, you know what? The light doesn't shine in the darkness. The light only shines in the lights that I entertain myself with. But Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. And we can trust that in the darkest hour, God finds us. God comes to us. God arrives. A friend of mine who went through a really terrible time about two years ago. His life just fell apart, lost his job, lost his marriage. Terrible time. And he said, I found myself sitting in the dark in a tunnel, and I didn't think there was an escape. And then I saw a light, and he said, I was so scared. It was a train. And that all hope was lost. He said, I was just barely hanging on. But he said, it turned out that that light was not a train. But it was the light leading me out and leading me home. Friends, to follow Jesus, to look for the stars, means to trust that God will guide us and meet us, not way up there or when our life is totally different or when we get it all together or when uh, somehow our consciousness becomes total bliss. God meets us in our lives, in our hurts, in our wounds. And there the star shines. And there light from light, true God from true God meets us, not to run us over, but to bring us home. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons from FBC Athens. Join us for worship in person or our live stream Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. God's grace and peace be with you today, tomorrow, and always.